This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! Hello? Yo, what up? Hey, what's going on? Nothing, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I got you, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. I just want to make sure that Skype has my ball microphone, it does, cool. Alright, now we just gotta wait for Billy's ass. This motherfucker never wants to be on time. Did you get a new microphone? Uh, no, it's the same one I've kind of been using. Uh, I'm using a ball, a, a blue snowball microphone. Yeah. I was looking at microphone stinks, so that's why I was like, hey. So, what are you doing other than waiting for Billy? Um, uh, well, I just literally got out of the shower. Oh, well, there you go. Shaved my head, cause my hair was like microscopically longer than it is right now, but it was bothering me, so I shaved <laughs> it off. I should probably just bick my head, because I'm literally like that close to how short it is, but also... I'm lazy, and that seems dangerous. Yeah, I was about to say, that sounds like uh, you could hurt yourself doing that. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I tried to watch... So, I somehow got it in my head that The Rise of Skywalker is going to be on Disney Plus April 3rd. Uh, Spoiler alert, it is not going to be on Disney Plus (laughs) April 3rd. There's no plans for it to be on Disney Plus at any time in the near future. Is it somewhere? Um, like they got to deal with Netflix or something that's on there instead? No, I think it's because of the uh, the the old school belief that theater and then home video before it, it goes on their platform. So like it released digitally early and I believe either this week or next week it comes out officially on the Blu-ray. Oh, well, we just, uh, my my wife's parents have, like, Disney Movie Club for, uh, that ostensibly is for their grandkids, so mm-hmm. that they, they, we get Disney movies delivered every month for the kids to watch, and just today, uh, we got Rise of Skywalker on 4K in the mail. That's, that's, that must be, that's why, because it's, <coughs> it, it must be about to hit the Blu-ray, or just hit this week. Um, so anyways, I watched The Force Awakens. And then I was gonna. I tried to watch Rise of Skywalker today, but I just could not do it. It's funny. The more I watch The Force Awakens, the less I like it. <laughs> Which is a shame because I really like Daisy, I really like John, and I really like Adam. I think they're all tremendous with what they were given in at least the first movie. Um, I can see that. I like, honestly, I don't mind. I, I like, uh, what's her name? Asian girl pretty well too. It's Rose. just, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I didn't have a problem with, uh, uh, her character per se, except for the, the forced kiss with her and, uh, John's care, uh, with Finn. I just, I think that the story could have did without that. And I think her character could have did without that. Yeah, probably, and well, and um, it's a, it's a big disappointment that like you don't shouldn't get to do anything in the next movie. They're like, yeah. nah. 
They well, could have done stuff with her. Would have could have been good, but they're like, nah, give it up. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things wrong with this thing. Oh, come on. But I'm, I'm, so we'll see if I can rewatch last the, the Skywalker one. I don't think I've seen either of those movies since I saw them in theaters. Like I, I never I haven't got. We'll have both of them because they both came in Disney Movie Club now, but I don't. I haven't rewatched them. Yeah. Um, I, it, t- it takes me until they get into the Millennium Falcon before I can even begin to get into uh, The Force Awakens. Um, look, the Rise of Skywalker's trailer's on right now. <laughs> for Must be for the Blu-ray. Um, yeah, now on 4K Ultra. So yeah, it came out this week. So anyways, um, but... It's just, there's so much stuff that is, like, such a disappointment. Oh, come on. And I remember when I watched it the first time, like, I was I was fine with it. Like, obviously, I didn't like Poe Dameron to begin with at all. It's true. You didn't like Poe Dameron. Still don't like that guy. Um, but the more I watch it, the more you're just like, they really did just remake A New Hope. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how the first one fell, too. Where they got a big Death Star and shit, so, you know. Well, no, that's what I meant for uh, for The Force Awakens. Oh, okay, okay. That I one feels like they remade A New Hope. Yeah. I, I haven't seen A Rise of Skywalker. I didn't go see it in the theaters. Neither me and my mom had any interest in seeing it. Which is like, this is the first Star Wars, main Star Wars movie that we haven't seen opening weekend. That's sad. Sad, yeah. Um. Well, who the fuck knows where Billy's at? Said I'm getting on. Twenty minutes ago, he said. I'm good. I'm playing Saints Row Three while we're talking. My character is running through a brothel naked with guns. Oh, my my brother totally texted me like today or yesterday. Be like, hey, my game's on the way. They they mailed it early. Yeah, he's he, very excited for this game. He sent our group. Uh, we have a group chat, and he sent it to us that it was on the way. And I'm jealous now. I'd, I I gave up on my like physical pre-order, and I just went and got the digital. I did a digital pre-order. I was going to download it, and then he's like, I'm going to get mine early. And I'm like, well, I know for a fact I'm not going to get mine early because they don't let you download it early, so that sucks. Will he be allowed to play it? Because I guess you don't need it. It's not like the Xbox, is it? I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, I think he'll be able to play it. I don't think it's like the Xbox where you got you know, the whole thing, but I don't know. Maybe not. Who knows? Dude, I remember I was so sick the morning I, I logged into the internet and saw that they were delaying Final Fantasy. I texted your brother immediately. I was like, <laughs> bro. And he was like, uh, this motherfucker. Let me add him to the call. Hold on. Uh, I texted your brother uh, to let him know it had been delayed because, like, he because early we had talked about I'm like, what happens if they delay it? What about your vacation? Guess I'm fucked. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, so I messaged him, but he was oh, able to call from Billy Houston. He was able to. Ch- I'm trying to add him to the call. Jesus Christ, Billy. Okay, we got three people. No, it's just me and you because Billy still hasn't joined us. Oh, my thing says three participants, so I was like, oh, you make it in? There we go. 
Are you ready, Billy? Or not wake up, but sorry. Oh, is that why you're talking all quiet? Because we can't hear you. No, I'm not talking quiet because I'm talking to you. I'm talking, you know, there are other people here. Hey, man, are and you are you going to be able to record the podcast or is this just going to be me and Data? Is this the no, poet? No, of course and, I is can. this the poet and data podcast extravaganza? Burn out. It's got a ring to it. I like it. I'm good. Got my son and his mamaru over here. So how's your how's how's being a dad working out for you? It's good. I, I like it so far. Yeah. And nothing too bad has happened. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. <laughs> and how's how's fatherhood going for you, Data? Oh, I mean, technically you, you were a stepfatherhood before that, but now you're that's like... That's true. You created I never had own... to deal with infants, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, was, they were like, like three and five or something when I met them, so infants are a little bit different. And there's two of them, so, you know. Yeah. But... It's it's going okay. They're pretty good. They they go down at seven most nights and <laughs> sleep through the night now, so that's nice. That's good. How long's that been going on? How old are they now? Oh, uh, they're gonna they're like ten and a half months, I guess. They're, I mean, they were they were almost two months early, so developmentally they're more like you know eight to nine months. But they're they're gonna be eleven that's, months in two weeks, I think. So that's crazy. Nice. They were two months early. Yeah, it, it it was crazy, and then we had to be in the hospital for three weeks in the NICU, and then at Christmas, they both got RSV, and I was in the hospital, like, sleeping in the hospital all week of Christmas week with this one baby who had to stay and be on a ventilator, so, you know, yeah. there's crazy moments like that that are sad and scary, but we, we have, like, these little things that they wear at night to monitor their, like, oxygen saturation and their heartbeat. And uh, so just like that I, night. Is it a like, sock? <laughs> we, we call it a sock. Yeah, it's it wraps around the foot. Yeah, that's what we have too. And it's, it's like that night, the, the alarm started going off saying that his, the O2 was dropping too low. And we're like, oh, is it just, is it the sock? Is it messing up? Let's, let's like switch socks between babies first to make sure that it's not like the electronics. And his sock was still going off. So it was like, okay, let's try to sit him up. Maybe if he's sitting up, we'll get better air. Still going off. So it was like, okay, his O2 slow. I'm taking him to the emergency room at 1 a.m. And we got there. They checked his O2. And they're like, oh, no, we're admitting him now. This is bad. <coughs> and oh, then, like, two hours later, my wife called me and was like, uh, the other one's alarm is going off, too. So we're bringing him down to the hospital also. So, yeah, it's it was really lucky that we had the thing. Or there's no telling what would have happened. But, yeah. That's know, great. It, is it, the, is it uh, the outlet sock that you guys It use? is. It is the outlet. Okay, I, I feel super happy having it now because Liz can't, like, she can't sleep at night if he doesn't have that thing on. Like, every night he's got it. And, I, I, well, at first I was like, that's expensive and is it really necessary? But, yeah, no, it was really good. So I am converted to the outlet. And uh, we also have the outlet cameras as the baby monitors <laughs> in there because uh, it just works through the app now that, since we have the app anyway, and those are pretty good too. Yeah, we're probably going to get that at some point, but he's still sleeping in our room, so... Yeah, they were in our room for, like, the first two or three months, I think, so... 
we had some time before we got there. But yeah, they're they're getting there now. They're starting to like pull and stand up and do a little bit of walking while they're holding on to stuff. So I'm, I'm worried about when they're both walking regularly and they're going to run off in different directions and I'm going to be chasing them. But it's it's fun. Now, do you show your face to your kids or do you only wear the fedora and sunglasses so they can't identify you in a lineup? Do that. I wear my sunglasses sometimes, and they totally wreck that. Like, I, when I go pick them up from daycare, I got my sunglasses on, and they're like, oh, look. You get this giant smile when they turn around, and I'm waiting for them at daycare, and they're like, oh, my gosh, Dad's here. Let's go with him. And then we get in the car, and they're crying. But for a moment, they're really happy. I haven't worn my hat in forever, actually. It's up in the top of my closet. It's, it's like, gotten a little bit dusty. Those, the, leather, the leather hat bands get, like, kind of tight over time if you don't have, like, a hat jack to keep them jacked out. I need to get a hat jack because it's gotten kind of tight, and that'll loosen it back up so I can wear it without it being uncomfortable. But I haven't done that. So it's not like a retirement type thing where, like, we're gonna pull you back in someday. Like, you gotta come to this comic convention, and like, you go into your closet and pull the hat down. You know, maybe it's it's funny. Whenever we go anywhere, like we take the kids to Six Flags, or when we've gone to Disney World <laughs> two or three times, the first thing I'm doing, I'm like, I gotta find a good hat. I'm gonna wear a hat while we're here, and it's gonna be awesome. So I got like the first time I went to Disney World, I got like a giant sorcerer Mickey hat with giant Mickey ears and like it lit up. And I was like, oh, I'm wearing this like the entire week that we're here at Disney World. That's all there is. I can't imagine you without the hat. I'll never forget. uh, Poet, maybe I didn't tell you this. I don't know. Maybe I didn't tell Data this. But when I met Data uh, the first time. We, we met we met at Starbucks, right? Because you had like just gotten. It was a coffee time. place. I didn't remember it being Starbucks, but it was definitely a coffee place. I think, I think it was Starbucks. I don't know. It was like down the. It was down the street from work because I had just gotten off work or something. Uh, but my brother showed up like in the middle of us hanging out. The cool brother uh, or the not cool brother? The police officer brother, right? The, the <laughs> yes. not cool brother. Okay. I don't know so, which one I qualify. <laughs> Obviously, anyone who's a police officer is not cool. All right, all right, all right. Are you going to put this in the episode? or like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I expect him to listen to it, but somebody might. And then they'll Look, be like, Billy's hey, brother's fine. Police officers are fine. It was just a joke. Oh, no, it was just funny because, like, he was, you know, my brother was polite and, you know, introduced himself, whatever. I don't even remember what we talked about. I think he was only there for, like, a minute, and then he left uh, when he got his coffee. Uh... But I just remember talking to him a few days later, and he was like, yeah, that guy was weird. It's <laughs> like, why? <laughs> I guess it's because you had the hat and sunglasses, and you had a green lantern ring on. Personally, I thought that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that a lot. It's, it's, it's fine. I wore that hat that whole trip, and it was hilarious, because people like on train, that guy on, on a train, this like Asian couple are like, are you from Texas? I'm like, Yes, like yeah, we knew because that hat. I'm like, this is not a cowboy hat. I'm sorry, you're you're wrong, but right. You're right, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's funny. Oh man. So how's everybody doing in the quarantine lockdown? Is uh, Uh, good. It's not that different for me. I was already working from home like almost every day. So I have been out of work. For this is my third week. Um, if you would have told me three months ago that I was going to be on a forced vacation, 
I'd have been like, all right, all right, all right. But like, <laughs> literally, I'm like, I could really go back to work right now. This is insane. You, of all people. I know. You don't and, like going places. So. <laughs> and what's also funny is like, every morning like I get up and I play games and it's like, Ren gets on, and then Recon gets on, and then my boy Micah gets on, and my boy Matt gets on. Sometimes Cloud gets on if it's the weekends, or he's home from lunch. And I'm like, this feels like my childhood, but I'm like 45. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm on a weird summer break, but it's not summer, and I'm not. I'm too old to be on any kind of a summer break. We used to play Halo at all hours of the day and night when I was in college, and you still should have had a job. So, well, then yeah. I did have a job. Guys, I, I might an, have to take a break. I think my son just took a massive shit. I had an evening. That, yep, I had an evening happens. job. It was very loud. It was like a man <laughs> shit. Uh, and then he burped. So he's feeling good. Yes, I think so. I mean, he's getting it all out. Yeah, I, I wish I could play more video games, but, you know, I'm, I'm also I'm trying to be somewhat productive in the time, you know, that I'm at home anyway. Because like, I, I would have been home regardless since I'm staying home with, with Booker, but uh, it's still weird where i, I got to get myself in some kind of a routine because it's just like a lot of days are kind of running together. Why don't you put one? Why don't you put do a podcast on that routine, you motherfucker? It is. It is on. It oh. is on that. It is on there. I just. I gotta. I don't know, man. Just, some days are hard to get some, sh- some, some shit done. Our audience demands better than once every couple of weeks, months, twice a year, Billy. Although some Our of it, some, some of it was my fault tech. the last time. My cousin, too. <laughs> so Dak and my cousin. I looked at y'all's last episode. There were like thirty downloads or something. <coughs> were they? Yeah, we had quite a few on the. Yeah, we had uh, at least I want to say fifteen. I don't know if it was thirty, but it was a decent amount. Not bad. Granted, let's, two of them were me and you. <laughs> let's check the statisticals right now. Now, I actually don't listen to our podcast anymore. Oh, really? Because I, I always don't. I don't want to skew the stats. And usually, I mean, for the most part, I, I listen to it when I edit it, but I, you know, I didn't edit the last one or whatever, but. Okay, well, so you have that advantage at least, because I, the re, part of the reason I downloaded it is I want to hear a little, at least a little bit of what we talked about to see how I did, because I, I don't want to be annoying, and I don't want to be bad. I don't know how you can be bad on a podcast necessarily, but since you're, you know, the idea is we're at the same time, I listen to podcasts sometimes, and like if I pick up a new one, and I'm like, "Oh, these guys suck," and I drop it, and like I don't want somebody to do that with me. Well, they you would have to more consistently put out episodes for them to listen to one and be like, "I'm not listening to these fuckers again." Boom, Russell. I, I mean, you. yeah, I guess you're right, but you know, I. I like how I, I, I say you as if you, it, the entirety of our, our podcast is on you and not at all I mean, on it, me. It kind of is. I, I, what do you even do? Record it? <laughs> how dare you? 
Hey, uh, B says hello, guys. Oh, hey! Hi. What's he doing? What are they doing? Uh, uh, DMing me on Insta. Um, so speaking of B, why don't we talk about our favorite fantasy novels? I don't know why that. Why is speaking of B? I was going to get there. It was a terrible, it was a terrible transition, Billy. So you like to give me a hard time about the fact that we haven't been doing these episodes, but I do have quite a few episodes uh, planned out. Some some topics to talk about. Allegedly. Uh, one of them that I thought would be a good fit. We were talking to Data today. I was, you know, be fun to talk about fantasy novels for a very particular reason. Actually, would you like to say what that reason is, Data? Well, the, the fact that there's a new Dresden Files book coming out this year, or actually two new Dresden Files books coming out this year. Ooh, that is exciting. I will give you yeah. that. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. You were the one that told me. The, you mentioned in like the one of the chats on. Oh, right, because we're going to do podcast. Right, right. Sorry, I was like, you're saying fantasy oh, novels. And I was is. immediately like, yeah, we never, we, we kept talking about doing a Dresden Files episode of your podcast, and we never did. So that was the first thing I still want to. I, I would love to. I think we'll do that when the new ones come out. Uh, and by we, I mean you and me and Dak and Poet will sit there. <laughs> but yeah, because yes, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like planning six a new podcast. books off. Yeah, po- yeah, Poet sucks. Poet does I had to give Poet the books to get him to even listen to one of them. And he didn't read. He, he, he agreed to listen to, like, one. And he listened to, like, the ones that I gave him and was like, okay, whatever. What are you talking about? I, I read the first book. Billy bought me the first book. I made yeah, Billy I buy the me the book. first book when he That's came That's ridiculous because when I came to visit you, I brought you, like, like three audio books on a flash drive. The first three Dresden Files books. Was like, Did Here. you? James Marsters reads Wait, these. Wait, did you awesome. never re- listen to them? Yeah, you need to listen to the audiobooks, man. They're he's really good, dude. I, I struggled to even find those because I wanted my mom to listen to them when we would go on car trips. I can't believe that somewhere in my collection of boxes of stuff that's moved, I have the Dresden File books on tape. I don't remember if it was like a CD or if it was like a flash drive, but I totally brought them because I have the digital files for all thirteen books. So, uh, yeah, you know, I totally, damn. I can totally transfer you some of those if you would like these audiobook digital files. Yeah, I might have to do that someday. I don't drive anywhere now to listen to audio. That's true. You can't, you can't drive anywhere. <laughs> you can go outside and get arrested for not having a good reason to go anywhere. Like, I went to the grocery store today and back. That was it. I would love to do that. We keep getting everything. <laughs> So, like, I haven't gone anywhere. Well, that's not true. We've gone to, like, parks and stuff, like, places where there aren't really people around for the most yeah. part. So, like, walk yeah. around and just get some fresh air. Uh, well, yeah. Baby probably loves going out and seeing the outside world every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He loves to just look around and just look at things. I don't know. What... We, we, we put these two in their stroller, like, yesterday or the day before and took them for a walk around the block. And when the weather was nice, and they're like, oh, yeah. Look at all, look, look at all these things that I've never seen before. It's great. Oh yeah, we'll we'll do that too. That that's it. And I, I used to love going. You know, I still I say I used to as if I'll never do it again. Uh, I love going to the store. Like I love doing like random little like uh, I was gonna say chores. That's not what it is. Errands, <laughs> like, errands uh, yeah. to run. Uh, and I really miss doing it. Like it's just like a nice. It's nice to be able to like leave for a few minutes. I'll like listen to a podcast or something in the car. Take my earbuds with me. I'll listen to it while I'm 
uh, shopping. It's just like a nice little thing to do. And, you know, now I, I, I can't even do that. I took the boys to the grocery store not long ago, and they were, for the first time, like, big enough to sit, like, in the cart thing where babies are supposed to sit. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like a milestone. You're big enough to sit in this thing. That's pretty awesome. I'm, but that was before everything went down, obviously. Uh, we, we're just now getting him. He's He's gotten really good at keeping his head up. Like, his, yeah. he's just strong baby. Like, his neck up and looking around all the time. So, like, we put him in a swing. He really likes the swing. It, like, hangs between the doorways. Yeah. Uh, that has been a lifesaver, because otherwise he just wants to be held all the time. I, I can't hold him and read the Dresden files to him at the same time. <laughs> Boom. See how I brought that back? Yeah. When we were in the hospital, I was totally because uh, one of these boys is named after, well, they're both named after fantasy novels. But I was like, I'm going to read The Lies of Locke Lamore to you, Locke. That is a completely inappropriate book for a child, but he doesn't understand it, so it's fine. And like, sitting in the completely inappropriate. There are way worse ones you could read. Well, yeah. uh, I, there's like a there, couple of things from that book I can think of, like, uh, you know, maybe like the horse piss thing, but even that's yeah. not that bad. <laughs> but it's like, I'm sitting, we were sitting in, it was in the hospital, and they're in the the intensive care unit, and I'm sitting there, I'm just like reading. I was like, I'm just going to read to them what I'm reading, because the, the lady came by and was like, you should read to them. So like, okay, I'll read to them what I'm reading, which happens to be that same book. And it's just like, some people are talking, and they're like, fuck you, Locke. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to say that right in the middle of the all these babies and their parents. But whatever, it's awesome. It's, it's a good book. He's named after it. You should hear from it. But yeah, so Locke is named after the lies of Locke and Lamora. And then we have... Uh, That's a good book. You should hear it. <laughs> the other boy's middle name is Dresden for the Dresden Files. Uh, and uh, we... Uh, Coming back to fantasy novels, yes, we're. I'm, I, I we, assume. So yeah. your wife is a fan, also. Like you didn't have to convince her too hard. It was it, it it was a whole thing because we were talking about names, and my my dad's side of the family has kind of an odd history that has turned into a superstition for me, where like his parents named all their kids with L names. And they stayed together and were, like, happy for a long time. And each of their three kids got married. And of those three kids, only one of them named both their kids with L names. And they're the only ones that stayed together of the three kids. So I'm like, we, we got we got to use L names because otherwise we will be cursed. We will fall to, like, this this curse of my family. So we're, trying, we're talking about different L names. And I suggested that one because I love the book. And she was like, no, it's not a bad name. And I tried to get her to read the book. Uh, she, like, read, like, the first chapter or something. was like, uh, Because it's, it's, like, in the, it, it's a hard in the first one. chapter. Yeah. It's like all these little kids come to this old man's weird cave. And he's like, look, we're, I'm going to teach you all how to steal. And you can leave if you want. But if you do, I guarantee you're going to be sucking cocks within, like, two weeks. And so, you know, it's not the best. Uh, I don't think he says it that vulgar, but it's pretty No, he close. absolutely does. He says does you will he? be sucking cocks. Yes. Uh, he, he says you'll either be, like, chained to oars or sucking cocks within, like, a week. Because he tells them they'd be sold to, like, prostitution or into slavery. But anyway, so, yeah, she, she, she read through some of the first part and was like, eh, I don't know this is for me. But the name's not bad. Oh, okay. See, I thought it was because, like, I personally, I found with that the first opening couple of chapters are really interesting, 
And then after that, once you get to adult lock, uh, for the first hundred or so pages, I, I kind of had a rough time with it where I was like, all right, where's this going? Uh, yeah. And then it picked up and I was, I'm happy I stuck with it because it is a good book, but that's See, it's actually was like, oh, one of my favorite it. parts of that because like it's the first that the first like hundred or whatever that you're talking about is like the con game that they're running and like there it's it's like an, an Ocean's Eleven thing where they got this whole huge con going and that part was really interesting to me once you get deeper into the book there's the bigger story and like you know like it turns out their con game is like a side thing to the bigger story that's happening. That you know, there's a mystery, and they're figuring out like who this guy is and what's going on. But honestly, when I read the book, I'm like, I like the con game better. Like that's that got me into the beginning, where it's like these these con artists pulling an awesome scheme. I like that, and so like the rest of it is the part that I'm like, oh, I, I mean, you know, it's a good book, and I'm I'm fine with it. But I could take or leave the adventure part. I like the con. And that's actually why I like the third book in that series the best because it's kind of all because the second book is once again they have this cool con game planned and then they get sidetracked into like a pirate adventure and I'm like I don't give a fuck about pirates and sailing and like they have to learn how to sail and I'm like oh who cares I want I want to go back to the con game where they're trying to con like the guy who owns this casino because that's fun and interesting but in the third book they're like rigging an election and that's it doesn't have the same sort of like side adventure that are going on. The election is the adventure. And so um, they're using their con artist skills to read an election. I'm like, this I like. See, this stays the whole book with the thing that gets me into it. See, I, 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 guess, like, you know. I like the con part of it. I, I, like, I like cons in movies and stuff too, but it, it has to be done a certain way, I think, for me to be uh, interested. Like you say Ocean's Eleven and my thought when I watch Ocean's Eleven is that there, even though it turns out they do a really good job of planning it, and that there really doesn't seem to be much of a danger at all by the end because they're that good, there is still that presence of like something is going wrong or something could go wrong. I didn't feel that way when I in, the, in those first, you know, that first part of that book where I was like, ah. They're too good. Like they're so perfect that I'm like nothing can go wrong. And without that, that danger, I'm kind of like, well, if there's nothing that can go wrong, you know, why am I? What, I don't know if I really want to sit here and just wait for them to do the thing that I know they're going to do. Which turned That's out to not point. necessarily be the case. Right? Um, yeah, and you know, it gets the con gets complicated by all the other stuff going on. It actually leads into some really interesting stuff when you know. The, the lady that they're trying to con goes and tells the secret police person. But anyway, so, I mean, yeah, probably even without the side story, they could have made an interesting, you know, the con goes wrong when they didn't expect it to, because it kind of does anyway, regardless of the other stuff that's going on. But I can I see what you mean. They are really good at the beginning, and they start off talking about how, you know, they've successfully robbed all these other people, and it's that even they're saying, like, it's almost too easy. And, like, they got a giant vault full of money that they've stolen from these people, and they're like, we don't even know what to do with the money. Like, we don't spend it. We just yeah, enjoy, just like, it. conning these people. Which is part of the reason I think I felt by, I felt that way of nothing is going to go wrong. Because they clearly have done so well at this that they've got a vault full of money that they have no plans for. <laughs> like, well, where, what, where's this going to go? 
that, I really like the book, by the way. I don't make it seem like I'm complaining about it like some people do about movies, you know, that are critical. <laughs> some people in the Star Wars movies that they, they hate. You know? Like, yeah, let's just pick a movie hey. at random. Let's say The Last Jedi. Like, The Last Jedi. <laughs> I was fucking terrible. I tried to watch it today. Fuck that movie. <laughs> you missed Poe oh, yeah. talking about how he was trying to watch Rise of Skywalker earlier. Fuck that dumbass movie. Uh, I was real disappointed. Poet told me that they were going to put Rise of Skywalker onto Disney+. Plus. I was telling Data this whole story. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. And they didn't. It's already like, on the episode, be, Billy. I would have loved, loved to watch it. Uh, and then that's, we could do an episode talking about it. Like, cause we'll watch it we just got it in the mail today. I was telling, I was telling him. I was like, it's funny because you tried to watch it and couldn't, and I haven't and don't care to watch it right now. So. It was like when we watched, uh, he and I watched Solo together, too, when they put Solo on Netflix. That was fun. Because that movie is much better than you think it's going to be. It, the, yeah, that, that is the one thing that I can say confidently about that movie, is Solo is better than you think it will be. Not that yeah. it's great or anything, but you thought it wasn't going to be good at all, and it, it was decent. Yeah, it's a movie that I enjoy for the most part, and then something happens that I'm like, what? Why did they do that? But then it goes back to being enjoyable again, so you almost forget it. Why would you say something happens like you're afraid to say spoilers? Just say what happened. No, no, no. I'm not saying spoilers. I say something happens because it happens multiple times over the course of the movie. So, like, you're watching the movie, and you're like, this is interesting. This is cool. All right. No, I'm down with this. All right. Uh, oh, that's why he's named Han Solo? That's oh, weird. Oh, yeah, why yeah. Did, yeah. Why did I need that? I didn't need yeah. that. Okay, whatever. So All right, bad. no, but we're getting back. We're going, okay, no, this is fun. We're doing it. This is cool. Oh, that's where he got his gun. Did we really need to know where he got his gun? I that's, didn't really That's kind of true, is that the worst parts are when it gets too Star Wars-y. Like, you it's, know, they do, like, that train job and shit, and it's like, this is interesting, this is fun, and then almost everybody dies, and it's like, oh, right, because this is about Han Solo. This isn't about, like, the Woody Harrelson crew or whatever. Which is it's a shame, because like, uh, that know. was a much better movie. The I movie guess. about Woody Harrelson's crew. <laughs> yeah, but, but once they got out of that, they got to uh, some Lando Calrissian, and that was pretty great. Donald Glover was fantastic. With the exception of the cartoon episode uh, where the droid riot took place, I loved everything about the Landau Calrissian stuff. That droid rebellion just felt like the filler episode in a cartoon. Like if the solo if the solo had been a cartoon series instead of a movie, like episode seven would have just been the random droid rebellion on the Kessel Spice Mines. Yeah, so, and you know Solo there, wouldn't a... have been in it, Lando wouldn't have been in it, just been L three all on her own. Some random adventure. See, there's another thing that just like what Billy was talking about is like, did we need to see the Kessel run and have Star Wars try to justify like they put in this huge thing to justify why the one line from A New Hope isn't actually as wrong as everyone says it is. Like, we're gonna have this whole giant thing just to justify that one line from 40 years ago. I was like, I didn't need that though. It's fine. Yeah, and it and it it sucks too because I bet that granted, this is a. Given the production problems they had with the movie, where like they switched, you know, from uh, the original guys, uh, uh, Lord and Miller, right? Yeah. Uh, and then they went to that to Ron Howard. You know, when you have that kind of thing happen, uh, especially over such a short period of time, I get why there's going to be 
things in the movie that don't quite fit while you have those things that are going to feel like it's filler. Because uh, it's almost like you're watching a movie put together by very separate creative minds because essentially you are. Uh, even though, and I, I, uh, granted, it, it's considering that it's still surprising how good that movie turned out. Um, but... And you have all this stuff and then Darth Maul shows up. Yeah, that was weird. Um, what was I saying? What were you, just, what were you saying like a second the, ago the about... Uh, oh, oh, oh. The thing I was going to say. So, it, 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 I do feel bad sometimes uh, talking about some... like a, When I'm talking about a movie or, or anything creatively when they're making a callback to something uh, in a prequel because I don't... I usually don't like that kind of thing in prequels but I can understand why you would try it because if it's done right, sometimes... That can be really cool. That moment, uh, that aha moment of like, oh shit, that's why that. Like, I really like in uh, in Rogue One when it's explained like the reason there's this hole in the Death Star is because the dude designed it that way to have a flaw because he didn't want to build it. Yeah, that's that was that, great. That, I that, like that, that a lot. Perfect sense. But a lot of times, it doesn't feel as like as random and pointless as oh, his name is Solo because he was alone and this guy was like, ah, Solo, why not? Yeah, but we, that's so st- like I I never once wondered not you know and I'm sure I'm not the only one that I never once was like I wonder why his name's Han Solo. <laughs> Let's make this clear: no one in the history of Star Wars wondered how Solo got the last name Solo, where he got those dice, and how he got his fucking uh, gun. All we wanted to know, see, was him be a badass pilot and how he met Chewbacca. And, and when he met Chewbacca, he starts speaking Wookiee. was about the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. And also, I would have rather seen him on a fucking Star Destroyer rescuing Chewbacca and flying the fuck away than hitching a ride off some mud planet after speaking Wookiee and having a mud wrestle. It's so really the movie's feel. not bad. No. Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> You know what I did watch? Uh, we didn't talk about this since it has been a couple of weeks since the last episode. I did watch The Mandalorian finally. We've talked a little bit about it. And what'd you think? What'd you think? I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was good. I mean, I didn't tell Poe at that. First I told him I thought it was totally <laughs> uh, And there are like, I, and I told him too, there are little things here and there that are kind of, I could take or leave, but for the most part, Super good show. I thought it was very, very well done. Uh, that that prison break episode was fantastic. That was my favorite episode of this whole season. That was a pretty good episode. That was I don't the the show is weirdly episodic in some episodes like that, and then at the same time not episodic in some other episodes in a way that it's, it is almost jarring to me because of how few episodes there are in the series. Yeah. Well, you can see it's heavily influenced by the cartoon creator that was involved, Dave Filani. Because the first three episodes go together, the last two episodes together, and then the ones in between are have beats that connect to both episodes, both front and back uh, you know, episodes, but are squarely independent. Much like you find in the cartoon where you have a couple series a couple episodes that go together, and then you have these like weird breaks where they're setting up some threads and doing some threads from the other ones. And then a couple more episodes that all fit together and then some more. Like I said, L3 goes to the castle and has a little droid riot is an episode. 
type shit. And I agree with you. I And I think the biggest complaint I've had from people who are uh, not uh, nerds, super geeks, was that they... They wanted a series that was more connected episode to episode than what we got. And I'll be curious to see if season two is the same as season one in how a couple episodes go together. Then you have these independent episodes and then you have another couple episodes that really kind of go together. Or if it'll be more like a whole the whole season is one long episode and you're just seeing the breaks and chapters or whatever. I don't mind episodic TV at all. Like I'm like in the, those are some of the best episodes when he does, you know, this random stuff that's unconnected. Just like you said, the prison break episode is one of the best ones. It's just, it feels almost whiplashy to me when you have like a couple episodes connected and then an episode that has nothing to do with anything. And then a couple episodes connected again. And it's like, okay, well, which way are we doing this? Not only not connected, but then like drops you in, in a manner that you're like, wait, well, this isn't where we left off at. Right. Yeah, but for the most part, I I, I hope they don't completely go back on that because I do like that that sort of mixture of episodic and uh, serial. Like when you have like a you know, it it reminds me of Doctor Who. Actually, I remember watching uh, the first series uh, with the Ninth Doctor. Uh, and that that was when I had first started watching Doctor Who. Like it's like a lot of people my age said. If they yeah, the that's that's where everybody started watching in the modern era. Uh, but it was kind of like that. Those first few years when uh, uh, him and Tennant were on it, you know, those seasons were each episode had like its own story going on. But then there were also these little things in between that would like connect it to like this ongoing story over the course of that season. And then it would all kind of come together at the end. Yeah, and, and see, I, see, like I feel that. like that's I feel like that's a different sort of thing. Is because like the whole season, there's like hints and little things, but it's almost all episodic, at least ostensibly. And then when you get to the end of that season, Doctor Who, it's like, oh, all those little hints that were dropped are now culminating in this, which is different from it's like ep- the prison break that has nothing to do with anything else that happens. Not even like in in as much as like an episode of Doctor Who where they're dropping hints about the season finale, where it's like they're like, oh yeah, Torchwood did that, and you don't realize until three episodes in, it's like they say Torchwood again, like they said Torchwood in those last one. I wonder what that is. But you know, it, it's it's fine. It was a really good show. The production value was great. Although one thing, being a dad with babies and seeing like him with Baby Yoda, it's just I'm it, the weirdest things pop out of me where I'm just like. You, you can't leave the baby in there when all the strangers are around. What are you doing? You, you, you can't just leave a baby like that. That's not how that works. Yo, he's 100% and then you wonder, you wonder why he got babysitter. into trouble. He's so bad. <laughs> 100% the worst babysitter. Um, yeah. My biggest complaint was the star cameos to me always pulled me out of the show. So when Brian Poussain showed up in the first episode, took me right out of the show. Bill Burr, while he did deliver one of the best lines in the series, and I don't think anybody but Bill Burr could have delivered that line, it just bothered me that he looked like Bill Burr the whole time. Like, I mean, like if you take off the blasters and hand him a microphone, he might as well have been doing a Bill Burr stand-up set. Like, to me, like that took me out of it. And then the two stormtrooper stormtroopers at the beginning of the last episode. 
took me. It was ju- it was my least favorite part up until the droid absolutely murdered him. I would have done a hard cut on the episode and just had those dudes show up and the droid murder them and take the baby. I'd have cut all their terrible dialogue and beating of the baby. It was just... I, though, all those kind of things all took me out of it because I just knew, like, that was... What's that dude, Polly's name, and um, Jason Sudeikis was the other... Like, it just took me out. It's not Star Wars. It's not like... Like, the first time, like, today, just watching, because I just watched this scene... Watching The Force Awakens the first time and Rey gets out of that gets out of the 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 Death Star 3 by telling that stormtrooper to free her and leave her her gun like that was all funny and and haha in the moment and didn't bother me but now when I watch it and I know it's Daniel Craig all I hear is Daniel Craig and so I'm immediately taking it out of that scene cuz now I just I hear I just hear her talking to Daniel Craig. I don't know how and you I, feel I that wonder... way with Poussein, though, because Poussein is like a character actor that is in everything. Yeah, like, I, I didn't feel that way. Actually, I didn't even notice that it. was him until Poet pointed huh? it out. 100%. Oh, 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 it was Brian Poussein. But that's how I feel. Like, I don't feel like when I'm watching him on Big Bang Theory, I'm like, oh, that's the geology dude. No, it's, it's Brian Poussein. But it's funny that you say that, though, because I was thinking I don't I didn't necessarily feel that way with the actors, uh, maybe a little bit. But maybe by that point, I'd kind of gotten over it. But I, I remember when I was first watching when I was watching the first couple of episodes or so, there's something about I guess because Star Wars over the years, you know, has been such a. Just just these movies, really. You know, you've got Star Wars, you've got Empire, and you've got Return of the Jedi. And when I was a kid, that was it. And then we all got excited because, you know, here come the prequels. And then, you know, and I was still a kid then, so that was exciting. We had these new movies to add on to it. Uh, and a lot of those had these actors that I didn't really know at the time. So that was neat. But now there's like, you know, we're, we're adults and suddenly Star Wars is is around in like these new formats of live action and it almost feels you know it almost feels like fan fiction a little bit as much as I like the show there are times where like I'd see stormtroopers walking around and I'm like this is weird like there's are stormtroopers like this is not this is not Star Wars I've seen Star Wars <laughs> something else and it, and I and I have to remind myself like you know that it's not it looks great there's nothing wrong with how it looks but my mind is just so used to this is what Star Wars is, and there's nothing else like it. Yeah, like I, 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 I can I can see what you mean. Where you're like, it's almost like fan fiction, just because it's like there were there was no more Star Wars, and now all of a sudden, like all this stuff. Is now there's Star a Wars. lot of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 kind of it's kind of weird. It's just weird to get used to, uh, and I wonder if that if poet, do you think that might have kind of something to do with it too? Where you're like. You know how you know, you Star Wars is one thing, Bill Burr is another thing. They don't go together. That doesn't make any sense. Like Mark Hamill makes sense. He's Luke Skywalker. What the hell is Bill Burr doing here? <laughs> well, He's also yeah, Fire Lord Ozai. That to me, like I don't know. So like to me, it's like to me it with Brian Poussein and Bill Burr. Essentially. You know, excluding Bill Burr, they're, you know they're playing kind of one-off characters. Like, obviously, they're going to have Bill Burr back in season two. They've said, um, 
but like Brian Poussein was just a cameo. If this was a character that he was going to be playing, like, like instead of that him being a taxi driver on that first planet, he was a taxi driver on the planet where the Mandalorians were hiding out on, and he was a more developed character. Maybe it would have been less jarring, but to me, his voice is so recognizable that the moment he talked, I was just like, "Oh, it's Brian Poussein. And the fact so then, at, at least they they put him in in some alien makeup. If they had done that for Bill Burr, it maybe it would have been maybe slightly more palatable, palatable, or put Bur- Bill in like you know, obviously he was a stormtrooper. Give him another outfit. Like I don't need to see Bill Burr. Fucking, I don't need to see his face. You know what, what I mean? What about Ming Na Wen? I have a problem with that. But, but you didn't, did you not feel that way with Cole Weathers then? Where you're because he was a more developed character and in, in multiple episodes. Yes, he's a more developed so you character were like, hey, in multiple. No, I wasn't like, hey, it's Carl Weathers. I was more like, hey, it's Apollo. Did he get his hand back from the alligator? <laughs> no, but Rose? again, he's a more developed character. He's a character versus like, uh, and with, with exception to Bill Burr, Bill Burr as a whole role. Um, and we'll get more from that character. And like I said, I don't had they not had Bill Burr and it was just some random dude who never who was a fine actor. I don't know if he'd have delivered that line. Look, Jackal, I wasn't some fucking stormtrooper or whatever the line was. Like I don't think anybody could have delivered that line as fucking perfectly as Bill Burr did deliver that line. I'm just saying, don't. It's just, like I said, he take away the blasters and give him a microphone. There's literally no difference between him in that mo- show and him. Like the only difference is the blaster. That's the only difference. Like make him a believable part of the universe. What, what I mean, do you I think, think of, uh, of the of the Ming Na Wen like episode and role that she had? Uh, again, she's playing a character that. Uh, you know, to me, she didn't feel like a cameo, even though, like, I know how close of her ties are to Disney. Um, I, I'm i curious if we'll see her character again. Do we think that she was did. Bubba Fett? You know, oh, those are the, the questions. End, I, yeah. I just assumed um, that was... Oh, I was uh, like, no, she's not Bubba Fett. <laughs> no, no, was I that Bubba that, Fett I, I crouching by her was, body? Uh, no, I assumed that was uh, the Gene main bad Carlo? guy who shows up in the last episode. It seems weird that they would just show his feet and not reference it. Was that on the uh, same planet? I don't think it was on the same planet. See, to no me, t- see, to me, the reason why I don't think Giancarlo is because it had nothing to do overall with what Giancarlo was after outside of the fact that the Mandalorian was involved. Yeah, but that's what um, I mean. Like, if he's looking, if, you know, if he's tracking the Mandalorian and he was there, yeah, that's I don't, what I was thinking. He, in my opinion, in my thing, he wasn't tracking the Mandalorian. He was tracking the progress of the Imperial. And when the Mandalorian showed up to deliver the Imperial, the baby to the Imperial, he showed up to to intercede and take the baby for himself. I don't Which think was he was so tracking weird, the Mandalorian. Which was so weird, by the way. That was, that was another thing that I really didn't, quite I didn't hate but I didn't really understand so like you know we meet Warner Herzog who is awesome yeah I mean the dude is just cool all the time and everything that he's like anytime I see him I'm like oh shit it's the dude with the voice uh and then he's in the first episode and like we have a we're establishing he's the one who wants the child whatever 
We see him a couple of times, and then he shows up in like the almost the last episode just to be killed off randomly. It's like, oh no, this is the guy who's actually the bad guy. And granted, I like that actor, the, the fuck Gus from Breaking Bad, but I was like, that's so weird. Why did why did we need this? What is? This? Yeah, I I, I agree. Man. It felt strange when we got there. It's like, you know, the, the the former Empire wants the baby. Fine, even though their stormtroopers are all like dirty and shit. And then in the last episode, it's like. No, here come the clean stormtroopers, and they're going to kill those guys. And it's different former Empire guys. Well, you, they also want the baby. Well, you can tell one is clearly still part of the active Empire, and one is is either using his Imperial, like he was the governor of a planet, and when the Empire, all the ships disappeared, he was forced to just use, you know, what he had at his disposal. Or, you know, he's off doing his own thing. He clearly, uh, you know what I mean, was off doing his own thing. I mean, I, I, I thought when I watched the last episode, I was like, so was Warner Herzog working for him? And now he's pissed off and he killed him? Or That's were they I separate thought. groups of, like, Imperials? And, or... I think I they it were was not clear what was happening. I think they were separate groups of Imperials, and that would expl- at least explain why one was really dirty and the others were all clean. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think I think Jean Carlo was monitoring Herzog. However, he got and maybe 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 that was him, and he got most of his information from uh, from uh, Ming. Ming's character or whatever, but, uh, you know, uh, um, definitely they could, I, I mean, I, I struggled to, to say whether or not I needed more from his character because when he cut himself out of the TIE fighter with the dark saber, that was all I needed. I'm like, Oh, yeah, this okay. motherfucker it this dude has the dark saber this dude is clearly a motherfucker that is in charge, and and it helps that I know that. I, but it helps that I know the dark saber and its history. If you don't really have any connection or uh, you know understanding of what that represents, then um, I can understand where you're just like, well, who's this guy? And this other guy was way cooler. I like how this episode just became like a Star Wars episode. I was about to say, I, I was just about to cut and be like, so, fantasy novels. We're talking about fantasy novels because I'm going to start we're a still new still talking about fantasy. I mean, it's, with, it's Star uh, Wars, it's fantasy. I mean, the we're, first fan... We're going to be reading Brandon Sanderson books in my new podcast, and everyone <laughs> should listen to it when it's when it comes out because uh, Brandon Sanderson is awesome, and I wanted people to discuss these books with. So I'm going to force uh, these people to read the books and talk about it with me like a couple chapters at a time. What do you, you mean these people? With? We're going to start on Mistborn. Nice. And I got, I got to go back and finish because I only read the first book and I know there's like, what, nine? Well, <laughs> well it, the, the, the nice thing about Mistborn is the first book is a story all on it. You, you can finish that book and feel like you've got the complete story. And that's why whenever anybody's asked me, like, for a recommendation for one of his books, I'm like, okay, read this one. Technically, it's the first book in a trilogy, but if you get to the end of this book and you don't like it, 
you don't feel like you have to read the other two because you feel like you've gotten a complete story out of it. And so, you know, I, I, that's one of the things that I recommend to people. Start with this. That'll give you a good idea if you like his stuff. And you won't feel gypped if you get to the end. You're like, well, now I hate this, but I feel like I have to go read two more books. But uh, Mistborn is actually – it's a, there's a trilogy, and the original idea was that there would be a trilogy of trilogies taking place in different time periods. And, like, the first one yeah. is, like uh, – the first one's, like, a, a classic kind of fantasy, like, time period swords and shit. And the second trilogy was going to be, like, a 1980s era trilogy. And then the third trilogy was going to be in space. And uh, then, like, he wrote that first trilogy. And then he wrote this one-off, just, like, that started as a writing exercise and ended up being a book in, like, an Old West kind of setting that would have been in between the first trilogy and the second trilogy. And it was so popular that then that book became the first book in a series of four books in this intermediate time period. But, uh... Oh, I thought that that was... So I thought the trilogy was the first trilogy, and then the second trilogy was, like, the one he ended up doing as, like, the almost steampunkish, I guess, or 1800s-ish type. Yeah, and like, it's kind of like modern the end of day the old was West. supposed to be the, uh, the third trilogy. You know, let's see, and it, w- it was weird because he still had these three eras planned, what he called er- the Era 1 of Mistborn, Era 2, Era 3, and then he wrote this book, and it turned into more books, and he was calling it Era 1.5 for a while, but that got confusing for people, so he's like, fuck it. There's now four eras. We're going to do Era 1, this is now Era 2, and then the other two that I have planned will be 3 and 4. We're, I'm, I'm giving up on my original numbering system. But uh, one of the things about the new show is that like none of these people have ever read any of his stuff before, and they're going to have to they're going to have to avoid like spoilers. They're not allowed to read ahead. We're going to read a couple chapters a week. They're not allowed to you know go out and research anything. Um, so it should be fun to hear like the crazy theories that come up along the way, and you know they're like, I hate this character. I I hope he didn't come back. And he turns out to be the main character of the book or something. So you know. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I got my brother on board, and I got Dak. And then I was like, I want a female perspective. What females do I know that haven't read any of these books? I forced my wife to read the first Mistborn trilogy, so she couldn't be a female perspective there. So I was like, hey, Dak, you're married. Uh, you know, does does Jamie like these kind of books? Would she be into something like that? He's like, I don't know. I'll ask her. And so it looks like she's going to be on board, assuming that we can get Dak and her to be able to record without, you know, like an echo in the background. Like, you know, I was like, I guess we can't have you all just like listening and talking because if you're playing on the speakers in the room for both of you to hear, then there'll be an echo or something. So we're going to figure out how that'll work. So I'm hoping it works out and we will get those two. I've never even spoken to Jamie before, so I'm excited. See, meet, uh, meet the lady who can put up with Dak, you know. Oh, she's wonderful. Lovely. What's the name of the podcast? The podcast is going to be called the Sanderlanch. The which Sanderlanch. Is, uh, a, yeah, it's like Avalanche, Sanderson Avalanche. Mm. It's it's a it's a fan term for a certain part of his books Got that you. Uh, comes up in every book. So I was like, okay, we're going to use this. Also, because I could get the the URL for it. Nobody already owned that. So, gotcha. Nice. Nice. But anyway, so it's gonna, it's exciting. We're going to record our first test on Saturday so I can see, you know, if Dak and Jamie will sound okay, if uh, if we can connect to somebody on the opposite side of the world and have everything sound good, 
So uh, I'm hoping it all works out. If it doesn't work out with them, I'm going to have to hunt down some other people to be on the show. But we'll yeah, we, see. Always, w- we always seem to have a pretty... Everything seems to sound pretty good when we have Dak on the show, I think, right? Yeah. I've never noticed any problems. Well, yeah. The problem is, though, we only, we're only having Dak on there. It, him and Jamie yeah. are going to be doing it, so they got to be able to listen. My 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 guess is that um, I don't know what kind of microphone they have, but the best guess would be to use like earphones uh, that they then split an ear with, and then right. they would need a microphone that they could that's like a regular mic, not like a headset mic. Those they could also are, go to two different rooms. The, yeah, that's I mean. Then you have to have two mics, two headsets, two computers that have the Skype app or whatever app they're using. Yeah, we're gonna go for no, Skype. I, I took Poet's advice about uh, a program to use to record because there's like 50 million suggestions. Apparently, Skype can record your calls in in the in Skype now. But uh, like you know, you can use that for free and record your call and get it like an MP4 file or something. But I didn't like it because apparently it records mono channel. It doesn't record stereo. And I feel like it might sound kind of weird. So I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll pop for like some software that will record. And Poet had a suggestion, so I went with that. But Woo-hoo. we'll see. We'll see how it works. Nice. When are you guys recording? Uh, our first test is going to be Saturday. And that's I'm, uh, you know, I want to test how they're going to sound, how we all work together, and you know if my recording and editing software works, all mm-hmm. that stuff. So it's... We're gonna have a whole. It's like just a half an hour test record right before we're supposed to watch that movie. Nice. Well, let me yeah, know. Yeah, I was gonna say if you need it, if you have any questions or need any help when you're trying to do that. Thanks. Appreciate that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I might I might hit you up. You've been doing this for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Let me know when you have it out. I want to listen to the show. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get. I'm gonna try to get at least like two or three episodes recorded that sound good before I start actually putting them out, so that I feel like we're ahead of the game a little bit. And That's then. You know, then then there's not like a, a rush, hopefully, to record. You know, if somebody can't make it one day, it's like, okay, hey, we got some some space. But right we'll see on. how that works out. Right on. That way, I'm I'm not poet like badgering Billy to be like, hey, get on, we record some episodes, damn it. But also, the good thing about having like three other people on the show is that if absolutely necessary, like if my brother's like, I can't make it, I'll be like, okay, well, you know, the other three of us will record. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so there's some having there's a co-host is the worst data. You did the right plan with just going with yourself <laughs> as host. <laughs> it isn't easy. Uh, no, my favorite is when I berate Billy about recording, and then he's like, "Hey, you want to record?" I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm not really feeling it right now. Can we do it tomorrow?" <laughs> yeah, which happened the other day. Uh, oh man. Like I'm, 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 I'm in the middle of smoking right now. I don't feel like I can record. No, I, honestly, I've been c- catching headaches late at night. I'm actually surprised I don't have a headache right now because, like, for the last like two weeks, um, about five, four thirty, five o'clock, I just start to get a fucking gnarly headache. No, but today, thankfully, since you stopped working, it. yeah, man. Since I stopped working, I don't know if it's the stress. Uh, Cause I was like, right, you know, right when this thing kicked off for me, uh, I started, I had, you know, all this free time. So I had just picked up this game called division two for like $3. So I started playing it and like, 
literally every little like snip, like because you 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 you're in you're, the game is set in Washington D.C. and you find like different recordings through different throughout the city, and they're different. Like you know, sometimes it's like a, a radio broadcast or you know something you've heard off the the news or it's a phone call. And, and all these snippets were about how this this fluid cracked off and how people were being quarantined and then isolation and then government forced isolation. And I was like, God damn, this is the shit. This video game is too real right now. I'm like, I'm, I'm, am, I watching, am I watching CNN right now? Like, what the fuck is happening? So I think it was just too much stress was uh, leading to me having headaches. No, nah, I don't yeah. know, man. It's just too real. It was too. It it was too. Real. I can't lie. It was too real because I was like, God damn, this is like literally, like I hear this shit on CNN. Like I, t- I, I turned to this video game to escape the real world, not be like, God damn, this is your future, son. You better practice these. Yeah, somebody was, somebody was making fun of me. I can't remember who it was about because I'm real excited about Resident Evil Three. <laughs> comes out, actually comes out tomorrow. Yep. Uh, and they're like, you want to play a like an apocalyptic game right now. Like that's really weird. <laughs> Practice. Like, well, we don't, there's not zombies running around or anything. It's fine. Not that you Also, know. it's not the apocalypse. I know the story. The city gets blown up and they're fine. <laughs> but the division two is a hundred percent. The flu sent the world into uh, a pandemic. The, it was like the government forced a uh, quarantine and then isolation and then started uh, taking people into custody and, and then the shit went south real quick. I say so yeah, that now is not to read the stand. <laughs> what? Now is not the time to read the stand. Oh, I don't know what that means. Or it's the perfect time to read the stand. You don't know the stand? No, I don't like Stephen King books and I only kind of like Stephen King movies. I've only ever read one Stephen King book, and oh, I was boy. like, uh, "The what is it? Gunslinger's the first one in the Dark Tower." Yeah, I, yeah. I I was like, if I'm gonna like Stephen King, it'll be like his big fantasy series that he famous is famously amazing. And so I was like, I'll pick up the first book and I'll check it out. And I that was the hardest book I've ever read. It was like work to read that book. I hated it. it it's a I got weird to the one. end and I was like, nope. I'll, yeah, that's probably the worst of that of that series. But if you read the second one, like I think you should check that one out because it is really good. I think the second book might be one of my favorite ones in that series. It gets that's where it really picks up, and it's uh, it's got some really cool concepts. In it. One of these days, I might I might go back and give one of his other books a shot because I remember on on Redcast y'all used to talk about like loving Stephen King stuff and I was that's I think that's what it was like y'all talked about it I was like you know what? I'll give Stephen King a shot oh I love and... Stephen King I'm looking at his books now I got a bunch of them in here there's The Shining I love it Salem's Lot is good Misery uh, The Dark Half It The Stand uh, Christine which I actually don't particularly care for all that much but it was okay uh, The Dead Zone is good Firestarter I used to watch the Dead Zone TV show but only because I did too uh, man uh, what what's her name was in it from Deep Space Nine, and I thought she was super cute. So I was like, "That's her new show. I'm watching that." That's funny. I I watched it. I don't I I I don't think I was even I'd even read the book before when I watched the show. But I was like, "This seems cool." 
Uh, that was when I was watching USA shows all the time. The right. Dead Zone, Monk, Psych. Psych, <laughs> yep. And then, uh, what else? You, I used to watch a lot of USA shows, those same ones. Monk and Psych and White Collar and... Uh, was Burn Notice on USA? No, I don't, I don't remember. Burn Notice, I think, was on USA, yeah. And so, the, they had some good shows, Once Upon a Time. Yeah, now they Burn show Notice. reruns of NCIS. It's, it's weird. Is that, is that all they do now? See, I just don't... I don't watch TV anymore. I don't, I don't watch anymore. a lot of it now, actually. Like, most of what we watch is, like... Like, today we watch, we, caught, we we started watching an episode of NCIS New Orleans because that's, that's one of the shows that we watch is, like... We'll catch up on that while we're eating dinner on whatever's on the DVR. But there's not much that we're watching. Westworld just started back not long ago, and that's fun. So good. I still haven't watched that show. Oh, man. Season you gotta three watch like... Westworld. It's great. I'm, I'm all in on season three, my dude. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Spoiler alert. Data. Yeah. Are they in reality? Or are they in future world? Dolores See, like... and the guy from Breaking Bad. See, what I read before the season started was that the mystery wasn't going to be like previous seasons. Oh. Because in previous in previous seasons, the mystery was like, what timeline are they in, or where are they really? Because it was like, you know, it was told in different time periods, and you had to yeah. kind of figure out what was going on when. The mystery this season, there the writers have said is supposed to be like, who is who? <laughs> Since you've got oh. different people in different bodies, that's the big mystery. Is like, who is in, who's really here, and who's really there? So I think oh. they're in the real world. So because, it's just a straight I, story. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because there's it, – it's it's a whole meta thing where in the first two seasons, it was about these robots who were trying to break out of the loops that these humans had put them in, right? Like right. the humans programmed these things, and they had to – they couldn't get out of their programming, and they were breaking out of it. Now you're in the real world, and you discover that there's actually this giant supercomputer that controls – what people are allowed to do, if they're allowed to get like jobs, like what they're going to do with their life. A computer has put the humans into loops that they can't get out of. Yeah. And now the, the machines that broke out of Westworld are going to help these humans break out of the loops that they've gotten trapped in without even realizing it. Just like the robots didn't realize what they were trapped in. So I think it's supposed to be like a big, uh, you know, uh, uh, metaphor for what Westworld was, but the real world is just as bad. I got you. But it's good. It's 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 interesting. Honestly, when I saw the trailer for season three, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. But now we're like three episodes in, and I'm on board. I'm like, this is awesome. I gotta see what happens next. I I was on board from the from the first trailer because of the future world. Not the fact, not that it's future world, but that it's a futuristic world. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, cool. Which is funny because, like, none of the worlds that we saw in, you know, like, Westworld or Samurai World or, like, uh, Indian Hunter World, I was like, I don't want to go to any of those places on vacation. That doesn't seem fun. And then they they had briefly in this season, like, the World War II spy world. And mm-hmm. I was like, that one I might actually go to. That might be fun. I mean, definitely killing Nazis would be fun. I would have gone to exactly. Shogun World because I definitely... I mean, lightsabers, katana blades. I definitely would have been in in Shogun. I definitely would have done that. Shogun was hardcore with shit heads getting chopped off and stuff. That was 
that that was a little too much for me. I think. Yeah, but if I'm the one chopping the robots' heads off, what I don't care. I'm not expecting a robotic <laughs> uprising. I'm, I'm, we're talking about a family vacation, son. I I'm don't bringing my nephews and nieces to Shogun World. Yeah, no. man. Hey, man, That's come on. Up. Come on, kitties. Let's chop some head off and fuck these robots. It'll be freaky deaky. <laughs> Uncle Poet, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, I forget you guys are only five. Just come on. <laughs> Oh, that's this isn't, this that's is a picture. Boring. Why are we just sitting here while you go upstairs with that lady? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Sit at the bar, play that piano. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> so, anyways, I've been playing Red Dead Redemption a lot. Um, the original or the second one? No, the second one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not to. I feel like I need to wrap it up a little bit because it's gonna be. Time for the sun is it's getting all. We ain't even got busted. to talk about our fantasy novels. We ain't talked about the name of the wind. We ain't talked about my comic book. We ain't talked about look, none of that shit. Look, this thing went off the rails a while ago. It really did. You can't We're just getting started. It's only an thought. hour into the episode. Yeah, an hour is a, is a perfectly... No, I'm trying I, to go Joe Rogan style. I'm trying to do four hours with our friends God, that we put no, on the I internet. I don't want to do that. I First of all, I don't want to do anything like Joe Rogan. I live my life like that. It turns out pretty good most of the time. Hey, he was good in news radio. I love news radio a oh, lot. Man, His character I love is news radio. God. That was like 20 years ago. He took oh, over for Ray Romano. Because Ray Romano couldn't like hack it in that role, it was hilarious. I mean, look, we all like Fear Factor, but <laughs> no. I like Fear Factor sometimes. The only time I like Fear Factor is when it was on Dave Chappelle's Dave Chappelle him? show. Yeah, we can I hear can. Booker. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't it's apologize. You know, baby's gonna cry. That's what they do. Dude, the I'm intro's about to, about to be changed. Just a poet and Booker podcast extravaganza. I think if we're like, in this episode, hear my son cry. <laughs> Watch. This episode, in this episode, Poet and Booker are joined by Data and Billy. <laughs> uh, oh, he's calming down now. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I intended for us to do the fantasy thing, but then that kind of fell through. I don't know, man. Look, we ended up being Star Wars. Be, it's okay. You know, okay. we ended up being Star Wars, and plus, I... Data, I don't remember the last time you and I talked, actually. Oh. It probably has, yeah, if you don't count, yeah, like, you know, so I was like, I think we just ended up talking, and plus now we have, like, this weird thing in common of, like, oh, we're dads. We can totally exclude Poet. Yeah, it's like Poet doesn't understand babies. It's fine. How dare you? How dare both of you? Is he, is, how, how often at night is he is he eating? Who, me? Uh, I don't know, a couple times a night. Po- oh. <laughs> Poet usually wakes up about 2 a.m. <laughs> True He's back. A snack. I, so grab a, I grab like, a Coke and I go downstairs. You know, actually, so right now he's he's eating less than he was, which is nice. It's you know, he's not like waking us up in the middle of the night, but he's, yeah. he's doing this thing where like uh, if you heard the witching hour. Yeah. Yeah, so his isn't really an hour. It's like two hours. It's usually between like midnight and two a.m. So like two a.m. is when he's like ready to go to sleep. Uh, 
It's really weird. I, and so he, he'll eat around then sometimes, or like he'll just be upset in general, <laughs> but just wide awake. Uh, that's been the hardest thing, I guess. Wow. So How old is he? Nighttime. Uh, three and a half months now. Okay, that makes sense then. When we got to, I think, I think it was right about six months that the doctor was like, okay. So now is the time when they don't actually need to eat at night. They're old enough and they've reached a weight where they're still going to want to eat, but they don't need to, and they can start sleeping through the night. And uh, so we were, we're we were talking about doing sleep training. And she was just like, how do you want to do sleep training? Because you can do it where, you know, like when they cry, you go in and you try to comfort them, and then you leave. And then if they cry again, you wait longer before you go in and comfort them. That's the whole thing. And or you can just do the thing where you just let them cry until they stop crying. And I was like, "Well, that's like heartbreaking. I don't want to." That's oh yeah. God, oh, I hate that, hearing that, him cry. That hurts me just thinking about it. But I also knew from previous experience that if they woke up in the middle of the night, you cannot comfort them. They wanted food. Food would comfort them. Me like standing or holding or patting them did not did nothing. They're like, "I want food. Fuck you." And so I was like, I think we're going to have to go with, like, the crying it out thing because I don't think comforting them is going to do anything. And so the first night they cried, like, half the night, and it was, it was like, heartbreaking. Like, I, I, I couldn't stand it. And the second night they cried, like, half the night. Not not as long as they did the, the first night, but it was bad. And I was and I was like, I, I don't know how long I can do this. I can't. I can't. And then the third night they slept through the night. And they slept through the night ever since then. Oh. So... It's uh, it's kind of amazing, like just how fast that changes. You say that now, you watch that won't happen for me. Well, it, yeah, <laughs> I've I've heard from a lot of other people that they had similar experiences where you know, like on the second or third night, it really it like clicks somehow. As long as you know they're old enough, they've reached that weight. You see people who are like, yeah, my baby's only like half the recommended weight, and he won't sleep through the night. I don't know why. It was like because he still needs the nutrition. Like <laughs> literally, he needs it. He can't survive without it. You're being an asshole. But, uh, you know, so, you know, you get there, it'll, it'll come. Now, do twins run on her side or your side? Uh, I don't think really either side. And I read, cause we, we, we talked about it a lot mm-hmm. and, and people have asked about it a lot. And I've read that like with identical twins, which ours are, that it's not, it's not a thing that runs in families. It's like fraternal uh... twins can Gotcha. And I assume that it's like something genetic because fraternal twins are two eggs. So I'm like, I assume there's something genetic that like predisposes women in this family to like produce or have two eggs at a time come out basically. So mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense that that might run in families. Whereas like the identical twins are supposed <laughs> to be like just a statistical anomaly. Like it happens sometimes. Mm. Why, so. why am I not surprised that data had a statistical anomaly when he had a baby? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's it, it was a whole thing because when we found she was pregnant, and we're going to the to the place for the the ultrasound. I'm, I'm just like, so what's the worst thing that I need to prepare myself for? Like, what's the craziest thing that could happen? Well, I mean, it could be twins, I guess, right? And so I'm thinking that, and then we go in. You will that shit, son. Well, and the the doctor is like looking at it, and he looked at it for one time. And he didn't say anything, like doing the thing. And then eventually, like, my wife's also looking at it. She's like, is, is, is that two? And he was like, must be something in the water here. <laughs> and I had, like, it, it, he, he never even answered. He just said, like, oh, must be something in the water. And then, like, kept not saying shit. 
And she just, like, almost died, like, of shock. Like, she couldn't, yeah. it did not compute. But I, I'm sitting over here like, no, yeah, that's about right. I, I, I had prepared myself for this eventuality on the way over here. So I was, I was fine. I, I was calm. I'm like, no, no, it's fine. It'll be fine. We're good. And she just, like, couldn't talk practically for, like, five minutes after hearing this. She's like, what? what? So, but, you know, uh, I, I managed to not be surprised by it somehow, which she's still like, I, I don't know how you did that. I was like, you know, you just. I was ready for it. I prepared. I prepared. Although you can't prepare for handling these two boys running around at once. And ever since they both started crawling, it's just like, oh, my gosh, they're everywhere all the time. And when they start walking, it'll be worse. But it's exciting and fun, and they're happy most of the time, except when they have ear infections, which they get all the time. Yeah. Uh, you think anybody made it to the end of this episode? No, obviously so, not. Do you think they were disappointed when they were like, yeah, y'all barely talked about fantasy books at all? Yeah, you, you can't put in the description there's going to be a fantasy book discussion. Suppose no, right. We, we talk about... The Name of the Wind, which the third book is never going to come out. Never going to come out. You just have to own it it at this point that it's not going to happen. He's going to die or something. I cannot tell you how upset I am that I browbeat everybody to read The Name of the Wind. (laughs) And the third book has not come out. And there's that fucking line in the book where it's like, if you take too long with a song, it'll sour in people's... Like, bro. Soured. And the thing is, the thing that makes it worse for me is that, like, personally, he's an asshole about it. Like, yeah. we went, to, oh, yeah. we went to a con, like, uh, Pack South, and he had a panel talking there. I was like, oh, we gotta go see him. This will be great. And like, as a joke at the beginning, when he was he he, he was making an intro or something, it's like, you know, y'all get to ask questions, and somebody's like, when's book three coming out? And everyone laughs. And he spent like the entire panel, like, he points out that guy, and he's like, you know, I know you think that's a joke, but saying something that you know somebody is given a hard time about that makes you an asshole. And he spent the entire like hour panel talking wow. about how not to be an asshole and how people are assholes for asking him this kind of thing. And then, uh, the other day he put on, on like Twitter or something where he's like, when you say, I hope that you like finish this book that I want to read before I die. That's not a compliment. And I'm just yeah, he's real don't weird be about a it. dick about it. Okay. Well, I think it's because he's, I think he's having a lot of problems with it, and I think it's like this sort of defense mechanism. This defense mechanism of uh, he doesn't. He feels like these these his own issues and own problems of living up to the expectations, and he doesn't know how he's going to do it or if he can do it. So now, when everybody somebody talks about it, he just gets upset. Uh, yeah, and I totally get. I, I totally get it. I think you're right that he's. It's it's his personal like insecurities and stuff, and he's just being defensive. But at the same time, if you're in the spotlight like he is, you've got to basically you got to take the George R. R. Martin route, where he's since the '90s taken like five, ten years in between books, and when people talk, ask him about it, he's like, "Yeah, whatever." He ignores yeah. it or he just brushes it off, and that's how you have to be. You can't you can't have fans waiting and expecting this thing from you, and then be a dick about how you're not going to do it or yeah. how they, they they shouldn't be asking about it. So I've, well, I've, I've soured on him a lot. I remember reading an article a while back about uh, about George Martin and a little bit. I think they did mention uh, Patrick Rothfuss in it too. And the the writer of the article was basically saying, like, you know, these guys they don't owe you anything. You know, these yeah. books if they'll come out, they'll come out, or they don't, whatever. And I was like, don't they kind of though? Like, it's their job. That would be 
that's what they do. I don't understand like why it's it's not like I'm upset with them for not getting it out. Right. I'm disappointed. I would yeah. I want to read these books, but at the same time, I don't feel bad for being like, oh hey, how's that book coming along that you said was going to come out? Right. <laughs> like if, I, if you're a public figure getting asked questions, and that's the entire reason you're a public figure is because of this book, you should expect some questions about it. And I mean, and I, I don't have a problem if you're like, you know, I'm working on it. It'll be out when it's out. I don't know when that's going to be. Fine. But you don't have to be a dick about it. Yeah. Just be like, so, I, I wish I could give you an answer, but so I can't. Cool about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and I know it's the, the process is different for different people, but it's just so funny to see somebody get so upset about it. Meanwhile, you've got people like Brandon Sanderson and Jim Butcher who are just like, book every year. Here's another yeah. one. Yeah. You know, Two books this year, <laughs> and yeah, that's the thing. Is like people were upset because Jim Butcher has actually been like four years now since his last book, because he went through all his personal stuff where like he had to move and he got married and all this stuff, and it just wasn't working that well. Even but like if you look at his average as of this year, even if you don't count the two books coming out, he's averaged a book a year for the last like twenty years. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm like you know what? if you need a little longer here, on average you're still amazing. I don't mind that, you know, you had some personal issues come up. It takes you a couple extra years to write this book. And then he's like, oh, by the way, it's going to be two books this year. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's hard to have a problem with that guy. And Brandon Sanders is like more than one book a year sometimes. So, you know, he's, he's just a robot. Everyone in the industry acknowledges. It's like there's no way you can be Brandon Sanders or Stephen King, basically. It's like they're, they, they just have magic powers to put out books. But, you know, and so – yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah at, th- at this point, there's no. I'm, I'm. I'm not having hope that you know the third book is going to come out. And there's other people that even, even like um, the we talked about lies of Locke Lamora. Like that guy has. It's been like seven years since his last book, and he has issues. Like he's talked at length about like the serious depression issues that he has. But once again, he's not like a dick about it. He's like, you know, I'm trying. I'm working on it. And sometimes my personal issues get in the way of that, and it takes longer than I want it to. I'm like, you know, that's fine, dude. Take take whatever you need uh, to do it. And, you know, if somebody asks about it, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I can't tell you what's going to come out. And everyone's like, okay, I get it. So, yeah, it's just there's there, there's a difference. And there's authors that at this point I would rather spend my time on than waiting for whatever office is going to put out next uh, just because of his attitude. So I'm like, you know what? I'm yeah. waiting for a lot of people. I'm not going to worry about your stuff as much at this point. Not that I still don't have those books memorized and have still read them. A million times, but it's just I, I had to I had to stop even thinking about when that book was going to come out at some point because it just bugs me so much when he talks about it. He's just a very pretentious guy, and uh, he had a podcast come out, and uh, and I, I enjoyed it. I listened to a few episodes. It was with the guy that did uh, the Cards Against Humanity game. Yeah, as like their friends. And there was a lot of parts that I I really enjoyed. I thought they had some really, you know, he had some he has some really interesting views on books and storytelling. I liked that. I liked listening to that. But sure. then there were other times I'd be listening to it and like, man, you're kind of full of yourself, aren't you? <laughs> and in like an annoying way, you know, kind of like you know those people that you like went to college with and they were like super into music, but nothing mainstream, where they were like, oh, you know. I, I can't stand, you know, people think Nirvana's so great, but, you know, really, they're pretty mediocre. It's like, ah, get the fuck over yourself. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I remember, I think, it, right after Hillary lost the election, 
like Ross has put up this big thing where he's like, I can't work. I can't right now. The world is ending. And I, I, I feel so upset about this. And you, you can't keep us down forever. Uh, there's going to be violence in the streets. And I, I, I can't work like this. I can't do it anymore. And I was like, it must be nice to be able to not do your job because somebody lost an election and you feel a way about that. And, you know, I don't think a lot of us were not happy about how that election went, but that doesn't mean that I can quit my job and not do it and be like, no, the election hurt my feelings. I can't do my, I'm not going to work. So it's just, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's just the privilege of uh, having enough money to live on is that you can, you, you can take some time when something like that happens and the rest of us can't. I don't know. Man, I feel like that person. I feel like I, I I could quit my job over some stuff, and then the coronavirus hit, and I'm like, man, I would love to be at my job right now. <laughs> See, I still have to go to my job every day, so I don't like. It doesn't feel like much has changed for me, except that the older kids are home all day, and like doing their homework that got sent to, or their work that the teachers are trying to send home with them. We even we're still taking the kids to daycare, the babies to daycare most days at least, and so it's really it's like. <laughs> Everything is as normal for me. I go to work. I, I work every day at the same hours. I go pick up the kids from daycare. The only thing is I have more time in the evenings because we're not taking the older kids to, like, martial arts or softball or anything anymore. So uh, my life has not changed while the entire world is, like, falling apart. I'm just like, well, whatever. I, I still do what I'm doing all the time. Yeah, man. It's like it's been an absolute trip for me. That's for sure. So, are they still paying? I mean, I, when I first talked to you, you said you were getting like two weeks paid. Yeah. So basically, uh, initially they were doing two weeks paid leave. They've since doubled that to four weeks paid leave. Huh. That's awesome. Um, I just got a call today. They're gonna start seeing. They were one. They were just taking a head count to see who would be interested. In doing work outside of what I do, so I don't know what that means. Like, so, so, like, we we have like one place locally, like like a business. It's like a sports medicine. It's a sports medicine building where like we'll bring doctors to um, come work with our equipment on cadavers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So, but like, I don't. Like, I don't have, like, my boss isn't here. She's based out of Kansas City right now. Like, my bosses, I've had one local boss in the entire five years I've worked there. Um, two have been based out of California. My boss now is based out of Kansas City. Um, so it's not like I go someplace and punch a clock. Like, I'm contracted to work at a specific location. Yeah. And so, but there's nobody from my company at that. I'm the only person from my company. Like, I'll get a sales rep every now and again who's covering a case there. But it's not like, you know what I mean? So it's not like. And so, and we're not in every hospital and surgery center. We're on, there's only seven of us locally. And I think uh, one other person works in a surgery center. So everybody else is still working. On reduced hours, um, uh, so like two of us absolutely didn't even have that option because of our accounts closing. So like, so I, there's like maybe I would go work at the sports med building. Maybe something needed to be get delivered from this place. Just bring to the hospital, like you know. So I might just run deliveries, um, and so 
they're really trying to come up with ways that we can, they can have us do actual work that can be paid for instead of being this, this, uh, this, I don't know what pool they're, you know, we're on paid leave. I don't know where they're pulling this money from. Right. Um, but as of right now I'm covered, but the problem is one, the problem is that I'm covered past when we're supposed to reopen. The problem is I don't think we're going to reopen. Like basically we were given, uh, there's a, a, an executive order by our governor that says no elective surgeries can happen. So the only surgeries that can happen are surgeries that are saving somebody's life, a limb, or right. an organ. Yeah, and, we have the same one in Texas. Yeah, so. and and we can you know we can't do those kind of surgeries in a surgery center. So most likely the the curve is not going to be flattened by next week in Colorado. Right. So and that's technically when. Because uh, they thought, well, not next week, the 14th. The 14th is when our order's going to be reviewed and either ended or extended. And we're definitely not, the curve's not going to have been flattened and No, yeah, I feel like then. they have to extend it. There's no way. So I'm covered for the next two weeks. After that, I don't know what I'm going to do, what Striker's going to do so far. I mean, so far, they've covered me, which has been amazing. And like, yeah. Um, like, so like, it's weird though, because like, basically my option was paid leave because my business closed. So me and one guy were automatically put on paid leave. The people with reduced hours were given options to do other stuff to, uh, uh, fill up their hours and not have to use paid time off as much. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, we weren't really given that option because ultimately, what those guys were doing was padding out, you know, one to five hours on their week. Whereas, like, if I did one to five hours on my week, you'd still have to cover me for thirty-five hours. Right. Whereas some of them, they're you know they're working twenty, thirty hours a week. You know, twenty-five, thirty-five hours is a little bit easier. To and you know to to work with when, you know. Uh, so I mean I don't know at this point, I don't think we're going to reopen in in on the fourteenth or the fifteenth, and I don't know what will I'll do after that. But like today, I, it might be that I get to go do some stuff that I would have never had the opportunity to do in Striker. So yeah, they. A few states have done the same thing with, like, the non-life-threatening surgeries getting, you can't do them. But then, like, Planned Parenthood suing because they're like, you can't call, you, you can't stop us from doing abortions, even though you're saying it's non-life-threatening surgery, you're trying to destroy our business. And I know at least one state, like, they actually, the the Supreme Court of that state put a put a, a kibosh on that order and was like, no, you can't say that they can't do non-life-threatening surgeries because these people... You're just you're just shutting their business down. So I don't, so I don't know if we're going to see more of that. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know if our order specifically prevents abortions. I don't think so. I think I would have heard that if it did. Um. So that that I can't actually speak to. Um. 
but I know that that order, the the whole reason that order is in place is because of the company I work for, or not the company I work for, the company I'm contracted for. Um, they were the only ones who continued to do elective surgeries. We have probably four healthcare system, other systems in our in my uh, area, and everyone else stopped doing elective surgeries on their own. Um, but this company decided that they were going to keep doing it. And basically it was up to the doctors if they were going to continue to do elective surgeries. And so for the most part, uh, our doctors had, our main doctors who were doing elective cases had had really stopped doing elective cases and were only doing, um, you know, c- cases that were needed. Uh there were a handful of people still doing elective cases, um, but uh, then uh, the anesthesiologist group, um, I guess they kind of they put out a letter saying they were absolutely no longer going to be okaying elective surgeries. And then the next day, the governor put this order out that said, like, yo, no elective surgeries. Interesting. Yeah, so it's been a kind of a crazy ordeal here with this whole, with how the elective surgeries and the how, how, because like, from like our perspective, um, we were open and doing cases and they were, they were restricting our supply use, specifically our masks. They wanted us to use only one mask a day, um, which... Uh, that seems crazy. Which, which yeah, seems crazy. And I would say not all of us did that right away, but the longer it went on, the longer more of us were using one mask a day. Yeah. We were also doing reduced caseloads, so it didn't feel nearly as um, gross as oh, I yeah, would have sense. thought. Uh, but the weekend that before we closed, uh, the hospital ran out of masks. So, like, I don't work at a hospital. I work at a surgery center that's next to a hospital. So sometimes mm. you have surgery centers that are freestanding and they're maybe next to a hospital, but sometimes they're nowhere near a hospital. They're just in right. an area, and that's where the doctors set up this thing. But so, like, we're right next to, you know, uh, a hospital. And so it's not like we – so all of our supplies went to them. We came in Monday, and basically I did some some house cleaning stuff so that I didn't have some stuff sitting around while we were closed. And then they did inventory, and then they shipped whatever the hospital needed over to the hospital, and they did that over those those that day and the next day, and then they they basically haven't been open since. But the thing is, uh, like with keeping you know doing these elective surgeries like we were, you know we were burning supplies that, in retrospect, we probably should not have burned and. You know, worst case scenario, you know, you know, lives could be lost because, you know, we're doing elective cases. You know, I don't know if that's the case. You know, who knows? You don't know because that's that's the that's the thing about this. You don't 
you know when you haven't done enough, you don't know when you did too much, and that's really the the best outcome is that you do too much and you never know because you're just like, well, that seemed like we did too much. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the whole thing about this thing is like nobody knows like what we're gonna need, what's gonna happen. It's yeah. it, it's crazy, and that's and why playing the division two was scary yeah. as shit because it was literally <laughs> like it was like as I was going through the game, the like escalation was like I was like, man, this is trending. I'm like I'm watching the trend on CNN and in the game. I'm like, this is not good, boys. <laughs> People are just nuts also and it's like we had i live in a relatively small town with like well we have like 120,000 people here and we didn't have any cases for a while and then when a few cases did start i think we only have like 14 cases in town so far confirmed but anyway when they did start coming in we find out that like almost all of them are traced back to like this guy and his wife that went to new york and then came home and uh, didn't self-quarantine, went about their daily business and everything, and, you know, going wherever they wanted to go and doing all the stuff while the entire country's kind of shutting down. And then they test this guy, and after he takes the test, he's still going and doing whatever he wants. He's not quarantining. And after he comes back positive, he's still like, no, you can't tell me that I can't leave my house. I go wherever I want. I do whatever I want. And so, like, this, they've now had to, like, have police on this couple and be like, no, you were staying in your house. Because you are sick and we don't want you to get other people sick. And so I'm just like, it's it's a crazy thing happening in this country that we were talking about in the in the chat on Facebook, which you're not in anymore. But it's like we we have like we our national identity is built on the ideas about personal freedoms. Like that's what America is. America is the freedom to do what you want. And so Everyone's like, oh, why did America take so long to react? Look what China did. China, like, stopped it. And it was like, well, that's because we're not China. They don't – they're not used to this. Nobody in America, none of the governors want to be the first person to say, oh, by the way, we no longer have freedom for a while. Stay in your house or else. Yeah. Whereas in China, you could park a tank at the end of the street and be like, you leave your house and you deal with this motherfucker. They're like, I wish you would leave your house. Oh, where you think you're just going to leave? Oh, you're going to cough? All right, then. Whole block yeah. gone. Like, what? And so, well, also, 14th Street. Oh, it's gone, Doc. <laughs> Some dude there's also they like took a, that whole block out. There's, there's a popular misconception about uh, about freedom in general in America, mostly from people uh, who are like, you know, I'm you know, free. I can free do whatever I want. I can own 200 tigers and 30 guns. <laughs> By the way, watch Tiger King. That shit is crazy. I keep um, hearing about it, yeah. Dude, it's insane. Hard pass. But, uh, but, but the thing is, it, it's a lot more complicated than that because for yeah. every freedom that you have, almost every single one of them uh, can, can and does intrude on another person's freedom. Your freedom to carry a gun, for example, would, might impede on my freedom to not want you to have that gun on my property or your freedom to want to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> might impede on my freedom to not want to be around cigarette smoke. So there's always, you know, there's always that public side to things of, yes, you should be free to go where you want, but if you are sick, you're, you're kind of, you're hurting. You have to basically ask yourself, like, what is, 
what is better for everyone else? Like, why, you know, you, you can't just do whatever you want whenever you want. Right. If that was the case, then there would be no laws at all. And that's why most people are okay with what's, you know, all of the restriction stuff, because most people are reasonable people. who are like, no, this makes complete sense. For one thing, I don't want to get sick, so I'm okay with what's happening here. It's just that, and, and that part of the reason people keep saying it's like, it can't last, like, they're not going to keep everyone at home as long as they are doing or want to do other places or even here because, you know, and you already have Trump talking about the economy and that's part of it is, you know, you don't, you don't want the economy to crash or whatever. But at the same time, people just, people are willing to put up with it for a while, but you just have this ingrained idea in the U S that it's like, you can't tell me I have to stay in my house for two months. And, People play along with it for a while, but at some point, more and more people are going to be like, no, I'm allowed to go out and do some shit if I want to go out and do some shit. And so I don't I, I don't know how long that we'll be able to keep up what we're doing. Probably not lo- as long as we should. Probably not anywhere as long as we should to keep it un- as under control as it should be. But I don't know. It's just it, it it's a very different idea about how things work here than in almost any other place in the world and that's because the entire country is founded the whole idea of the founding of the country unlike almost anywhere else is these personal freedoms and the document that they wrote is like this revolutionary document about what people are like ingrained rights that we have as human beings so i don't know it's 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 going to be interesting to see when this starts hitting that and like i said in where, where I live, stupid ass people are already hitting that point where it's like, you can't tell me that I can't do this. This is America, damn it, and I'll do what I want. And at first, it's just going to be these idiotic people who are not reasonable like the rest of us and can't see that, you know, there's a good reason why what is happening is happening. But I, I, I just feel like more and more people as we go along are going to be having the same thing. Like, I've been inside for six weeks now. I can't do it anymore. I'm leaving. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting yeah, to see what happens. I, I I don't know. I don't think it was this we were talking about. I'm having something else similar. But I was I, I was telling Liz about uh, about how this this kind of it kind of reminds me of uh, the bit that Chris Rock does. I can't remember what he's talking. He's talking about something that he thinks is a bad idea, and he's like, you know, you could do it. Hell, you could drive your car with your feet if you wanted to. That doesn't make it a good fucking idea. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> could leave your house but probably shouldn't <laughs> no you should Liz stay home working? and listen to the previous episode of the poet and billy podcast yes i'm glad i'm glad that uh you know we got to the second half of the episode that turned very political Oh yeah, you, you guys don't do nearly enough politics on your show. I've always said we don't actually we don't do politics at all. And I wouldn't even say this is politics really. It's just yeah. It's just the world right now. It's current affairs. I appreciate the politics. I I don't like it when I'm watching a show and they're like, here, we're going to talk about, you know, politics for a while. I'm like, I don't, it's a weird thing about me that I don't really care about politics. Like, I'm like, people are running for president, whatever. They're assholes. An asshole's going to win and everyone's going to be upset for a while and then a different asshole's going to win. I don't even care. So, but I also like to have something that, you can turn that off for a bit and forget about it. Because you know? you'll just go crazy if it's just on your mind all the time. My my thing is is it's that true. our podcasts 
already has uneducated opinions about <laughs> stuff. I don't need to add another uneducated opinion about politics to the world's already filled up volume of uneducated politics. That, so that's like, fair. You, you're, you're like, the I'm, last I'm Jedi sucks. On, Fuck uh, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> His name is yeah. spelled Rain because of the tears. <laughs> This goes back to me wanting to avoid doing anything like Joe Rogan. Your poet is very educated on The Last Jedi. He's seen it, so he can talk about it. It's all good. I wished I hadn't seen it. I take it it back. The Mandalorian sucks. (laughs) What'd you think of Bill Burr? He was the worst, wasn't he? Baby Yoda is so cute. First off, he's not Baby Yoda. Well, he's the child. He's a child. It, it, it was actually he's it barely was really funny because we watched the first episode or whatever, and he shows up, and my wife's like, "Oh my gosh, it's Baby Yoda!" And I'm like, "It's it's not Yoda, obviously." And I thought it was the most ridiculous name that she invented off the top of her head. And then within a, w- a week, everyone's talking about Baby Yoda. And I'm like, "How did you do that? How did you get the entire world using the stupid name that you came up with after we watched this episode?" So I guess it's she just like, that. She can get some I know she should have right. So it's, I, I guess it's just like ingrained in people that this makes sense. Yoda is the only one that we know from this species, and this is a baby, so he's. That's not Yoda. true. There's Yaddle and the one guy from Nobody Knights of the Old Republic. No one cares about Yaddle. Yeah. 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 Oh man! Oh man! And everyone's like, "This could be Yoda's baby with Yaddle," and, and no, nobody knows who that is. Okay. We're all nerds, and we still barely know who Yaddle is, poets. So, come on. I don't know why. She was on the council. Hey, pay attention to that one scene in episode one. <laughs> she was in multiple scenes Thrawn on the council is. in episode one. I wish they'd made some movies about Thrawn. Man, that would have been fun. That It was... It was that yeah, Agreed. Um, Agreed. Uh, but when they added him to Rebels, oh man, that was amazing. I have heard that. Yeah. I've never watched Rebels, but I've heard. Oh. I haven't watched it either. That. But uh, I do remember seeing the trailer for like season three or something because it's from like Comic Con or something. And the way they build him up in that trailer of what a badass he is, I was like, dude, that makes me want to watch this show. Like that, that's awesome. <laughs> they they as a as a huge fan of that series and of that character. Uh, I, and I mean, I don't mean the Rebels series, although I am a huge fan of Rebels. Um, uh, the Heir to the Empire show, I, I absolutely loved how they used Thrawn. Thrawn. I have been a big vocal uh, opponent about how Disney has cherry-picked the quote-unquote legacy stuff. I was not disappointed with how they used Thrawn in Rebels. You know, I, so do I they play him like in the books? Yeah, very much so. Because he's totally, he's like the leader from, from Suddenly Heroes in those books. And so I I, I might have he, to watch it just to see th- that. There's there's fully a scene where uh, he's he's studying one of the characters' artwork. Oh, I remember that scene from the book. One of the characters in the series is artistic. And he, from one of their bases or something... He like took a section of wall that she had painted, and he would. It was in his office, and his office is filled with shit like that. Does he have a Steve Cannon though? He does not have a Steve Cannon. 
You know what's Maybe funny? I should go ahead and read that first book. Cause do you, I've got do that you know I book. hated that story when it came out? <laughs> hated it. Absolutely hated it. This is not what Suddenly Heroes is about. This is not the kind of stories I want to perpetuate for our fucking Suddenly Heroes universe. Hated that fucking, uh, fucking story. And then that Halo map came out with that stupid cannon. I was like, I'm going to name this the Steve Cannon. Fuck that book. Fuck that story. I hate that story. We fucking love the Steve Cannon map. I love that map so much. It retroactively made me enjoy the story because of how much I enjoyed that fucking Halo map. I think that was like Ren's favorite map. I remember oh, Ren Oh, man. It. Ren fucking loved getting on the man cannon. And I mean, and I, and you know, it's funny. It's like, like I liked the prequels. Uh, I was way more forgiving of the prequels than I was the sequels for sure. Um, uh, and, but then, you know, I can also see what's bad about the prequels, but meme culture has definitely made the prequels much more enjoyable just from like. All the prequel memes. I mean, like, oh, I can't hear, I can't hear somebody say hello there without instantly thinking General Kenobi. I, 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 I see a lot of the the high. I have the high ground memes, or oh, like, it, from my perspective, the Jedi are evil. I was totally looking the other day when we were, uh, when when you put up like some Star Wars GIF in the in the chat and I was like, hold on, I got to find from my perspective, the Jedi are evil because that would prevent, I couldn't find one, but I'm sorry. Did you just pronounce it? G I F. Are you trying to add a third pronunciation for the GIF GIF debate? Do not I, honestly, I, I have always pronounced it that way. And <laughs> I feel like I just circumvent the debate, the debate completely. I'm like, I just say the letters. It's fine. It's, it's JPG G I F. <laughs> It's whatever. I'm not oh, getting involved man. in their debate. I have my own. Hey, uh, I got some JPEGs. You want me to send me your way? I'm sorry. What was that? You got what now? You got JRPGs? Like like Japanese role-playing games? I don't want those. Okay, I, I, I'll admit I'd never say J, JPEG. I, uh, I would say JPEG, but I do say JPG. So that's a weird uh, duality there. I'll own that. That's funny. All good right, times, guys. good times. I think we need to wrap uh, it up. I got a baby yep. here. It's yep. have fun start. feeding. I know babies need food. You go and do it. Thanks for having oh, me I on, need guys. Food too. I'm gonna. Yep. Eat thanks for being here, Data. I'm I'll poet. talk to you guys later. I'm Billy. I'm Data. This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the poet and Billy podcast extravaganza.